When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Pornhub. Not allowed to discriminate against people that can't drive. I know, for real. I assume you could use an ID card if you want. It's insane. It's insane. What are they thinking is going to happen there? I remember seeing like something about legislation being pushed, and I just read it and was like, yeah, this will clearly never become a thing. Well... Since that is happening, I'm sad to start the day. But today is the NBA Strategy Show, Wednesday, January 3rd edition. I am Josh Engelman. I'm joined by Adam Scher. We're brought to you by Better. We have a 10-game slate ahead of us. DraftKings and FanDuel both dropped the two 10 o'clock games, so we are done by 9 tonight. Big one on DK as well. Big contest with 250K up top. That is going to look very nice in my bank account tomorrow. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Adam, what's up? How's it going? Uh, how was your night last night? Uh, would have been a lot better if I finished slightly higher than sixth, which is what I did do. I did get to watch that Boston OKC game, which was really, really fun. So um, it was a good night. I can't complain. Yeah, nice. How about you? Uh, it was fine. I mean, I made money. It could have been better. Uh, had a bunch of round robin bets that. Really could have used Steph going under 28 and a half. Didn't get that, but still came out ahead there. Came out slightly ahead in DFS, uh, not because of basketball, but I finished 10th in hockey and had, I think, like, I don't know, eight lineups in the top 100. So uh, yeah. made a little bit of money in hockey, came out slightly ahead in DFS, came out ahead in betting. So can't complain. If I no. had yesterday, every day of the year, I'd make like half a million. So I'll take it. There you go. That's a good way to look at it. We got a lot to talk about. We've got an NFL show coming up behind us. Are you ready to get this one started? Yes. Your Washington Wizards, first ones up, 10-point underdog on Cleveland, 239 total. The first three games that we have have the three highest totals on today's slate. So that's a fun way to start off what we're going to be talking about. For Washington, Q-tag on Gallo is the only thing that's out there. There's no ownership. Coming into the Wizards right now, tough matchup against Cleveland. 6% to Kuzma is the highest owned guy that's here. I'll basically take any share of any one of these starters, but I don't see any Wizards priorities. Yeah, that's generally the case with Washington. Uh, I did already mess up what I was doing this morning because I refreshed or thought I refreshed our page and our projections page and then just straight copied yesterday's projections in. So um, redoing <laughs> all of that. But uh, yeah, that's probably still lose even with uh, yesterday's stuff. Yeah. Can't go uh, back and play it again. <laughs> that's pretty much been the case with Washington for a while now is that, you know, if you get to some, you know, you get to Kuzma, you get to Gafford, you get to Jones, all of that's fine. Pool's reasonably priced too at 6,400, but no real ownership coming into this team. Kuzma, the highest at 6%, $7,900 price tag, not the best matchup. You can't always count on his minutes, whether it's blowout or just random uh, rotations from time to time only averages around 32 minutes per game certainly can play 35 36 in any given game I never mind him as a low owned high upside guy we do have him going a little bit under owned but certainly not a priority same for Gafford same for Jones on the Cleveland side we do have some priorities we still have no Darius Garland we have no Evan Mobley 
35% ownership coming into Donovan Mitchell, which I completely agree with. 29% ownership coming into Sam Merrill, which I completely disagree with. Uh, around 10 to 15 on Jared Allen, Max Struess, and Tristan Thompson. Uh, a little bit coming into Isaac Okoro as well, for me at least. Let's start with the easy piece. $9,500 point guard, shooting guard, Donovan Mitchell playing 37 minutes against this Wizards team. Just looks good. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Uh, price tag hasn't moved. It's still sitting at 9500 I've been getting to him even on the last couple of slates when he returned from, yeah. from illness. I was over the field. Uh, he wasn't getting much ownership. But the not big question, but question in those games was, you know, exactly how many minutes is he going to play? We saw him play 36 in his first game back, which was clearly a good sign. He, he had average 38 minutes per game without Garland. That's exactly what he played in their last game against Toronto. I expect 38 minutes or so from Donovan Mitchell. Um, at least as long as the game's competitive against the Wizards, about as good a matchup as you can get. 35% ownership on a 10-game slate for somebody in this price range is a lot. There's always just going to be other high upside ways that you can build. And as a result, he is going overowned, 26% chance of being optimal, but very, very clearly a fantastic play. Uh, projects for We haven't projected right now for nearly 57 DraftKings points. We have him optimal 26% of the time, which is a high number for somebody in his price range because yeah. there is so much competition. So very, very clearly looks good. Yeah. Let's talk about the other piece here, which is basically just telling us that there's not a lot of value, but I will not be anywhere remotely close to a 29% owned Sam Merrill today. And I don't see any scenario where this holds. Yeah, same page. There's 10 games. Stuff's going to open up. Uh, and like you said, it's just a function of he's playing the Wizards. He's 3,400. He played 17 minutes last game. He was clearly in the rotation you build highly projected lineups with Merrill right now, not because of Merrill, just because of what else you can get to. We have him projected for 17 DraftKings points. That might be a little bit high, uh, but yeah, I have 12 and a half. Yeah. I was just, I'm expecting more like, you know, 16 minutes and he's not an over fantasy point per minute guy, uh, even right. against Washington. But uh, yeah, like he's getting ownership and the high optimal percentage right now, just because it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that, this will not exist. He, I don't even expect him to be over 10% by the time we talk about this in the deeper dive later today. By the time we get to it later, I think it's, yeah, if you are playing 150 lineups and you want to hope Sam Merrill makes five threes yeah. in 16 minutes, go for it. Also, on a 10-game slate, it's also possible that we get back at the deeper dive and we never even mention that he exists. Oh, yeah. Like, also. it's very easy for him to just, like, not even be in sniffing distance of something to do today if the right value breaks. I have a lot more of this team, though. I have a lot of Max Struess right now. He's projected for 12% ownership. Shooting guard, small forward, 6,500. I don't love that it's happening. I think it's just a function of what's happening against Washington. But between him, Jared Allen, Isaac Okoro, like I'm happy to get some of these extra pieces that we don't normally play from Cleveland. Yeah, I uh, completely agree just because of the matchup. You know, playing time has been there for Okoro. Uh, 27 and a half minutes last game. He played about 30 the game before that. Uh, he is... 5k so the salaries come up reasonable contrarian play wouldn't expect to get a lot but Levert at 6400 shooting guard small forward 5% owned 8% chance of being optimal we saw a big game big game from him last time out salary did go up a bit still only played 29 minutes which is the big concern with him so you have clearly a very good matchup good positional eligibility but also probably playing 28 29 minutes um yeah. Struce at 6500 same shooting guard small forward eligibility likely playing 35 minutes or so he looks decent 12% ownership coming into him finally a slate where we can get to Jared Allen it looks like 
He played yeah. 33 and a half minutes last game. His playing time's been up without Mobley. That was expected in non-blowouts and games where he's not in foul trouble. He's playing a lot of minutes. Uh, he's live to play a lot more than that 33 and a half. Uh, we've yep. seen that recently as well. 7,800 in this spot. He looks good. Again, going a bit over-owned, 12% chance of being optimal, 17% ownership. That's just a function of he is relatively expensive and he is a center. So mm-hmm. generally, if a center is getting 20% ownership and he's not free, He's probably technically going over own just because there are so many other good plays, but definitely looks good here. 10% ownership or 11 to, to Tristan Thompson right now. That's going to go to the same way as Sam Merrill by the end of today. That's just, we're going to have value by the time we get to lock. Yeah, probably a better play than Merrill, honestly, but. Oh yeah, I would, I would rather have Tristan Thompson than Sam Merrill. Yeah. The only reason it's a question is center. Like I, I don't yeah. want, I don't want 18 fantasy points at center. No, but like. You can see, oh, no, Tristan Thompson had to play 21 minutes because something happened to Jared Allen, and now he went for 1.5 fantasy points per minute. Everything is working as a value play. I mean, the dude can double-double in 14 minutes against whoever the hell's on the floor that isn't Daniel Gafford. Yeah, Gallo. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, the Cleveland side of this one looks really good, but I think Mitchell just very clearly is the standout option here. Agreed completely. We're running this one back. Milwaukee Bucks, three-point favorites in Indiana, 256 total. The Indiana side of this one is a pain in the ass. We have a Q tag on Chris Middleton, and I honestly think he might sit. Right knee injury management and a left wrist sprain has him on the injury report for questionable today. Uh, About 10% ownership coming into him and Brooke Lopez. Very little to Dame and Giannis. Giannis is 12-5 on Fandle. Yikes. Um, I think he's kind of hard to get to today at 11-9, given some of these pay-up options that we have in better spots. I like Middleton if he is in, but I don't really see overwhelming priorities from Milwaukee. Yeah, I think it's just in this game, anything you get to is obviously defensible because this game should have a million points. But uh, prices have just gone up. You know, Giannis was like 11K last time these two teams played three days ago or whatever it was. Uh, He's 11-9 now. It's a lot more difficult to get there. Clearly, if he goes and gets... 80 fantasy points. It doesn't matter what his salary was, but yeah. that's, you know, those are the games that you're starting to need from him. You're not going to be happy if he just lands at his, you know, 61, 62 fantasy point projection. Um, Dame 8,800, I think actually looks a little bit more interesting than Giannis now, just because he is $3,100 less expensive on DraftKings. He's only getting 6% ownership. Certainly wouldn't mind being over the field on that. Middleton's getting 11% shooting guard, small forward. Like you said, he is questionable. If he goes, he looks pretty good. If he doesn't, mm, Opens up maybe some value, but probably just makes Giannis and Dame look a little bit better. Yeah, I don't think I think Dame would be the guy I'd be more interested in. The problem with point guard tonight is it is loaded at the top. There is it's just point guard Luca, Shea, Trey Young, Halliburton, Morant, Mitchell, Booker, Anthony Edwards, who is now point guard shooting guard eligible on DraftKings. We'll get to that. Scotty Barnes, all of those guys that I just named are all point guard eligible. That's nine straight guys. That's nine straight guys in the salary tier. There's no one else in that list in those nine guys in between all of it. It's just all point guards from 9K to 11.5. So good luck sifting through that mess. Yeah, agreed. It's a good mess, but stuff. There's just not much for Milwaukee. The Indiana side of this game is significantly worse. Uh, 14% ownership coming into Tyrese Halliburton, but here's where life gets complicating. Andrew Nemhard is questionable. Bruce Brown is questionable. 
I think we're going to get lucky and Andrew Nemhard is just going to be out and this is going to become easier. Name the starting five for the Indiana Pacers today. If everybody is in. If everybody is in. I think the Halliburton guy starts. Um, That's a safe bet. Yeah. Turner starting. Good luck now. The third, the next one should be the easiest one. Brown. Yes. I, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to form a guess. Yeah. Nem, Nemhard Neesmith. Kick out Jalen Smith. I have no idea. In this, in this spot, they might not. Maybe they go Nemhard off the bench. I don't know. It probably doesn't matter, which is helpful. No idea what they're about to do here. None whatsoever. So the next question then, who's the backup center? I have no idea. Isaiah Jackson, 3,800 center only. Jalen Smith, $5,400 power forward center. Jalen Smith did not play the last time everybody was available to play. It ended up being Isaiah Jackson. DNP on Jalen Smith, I believe, on like the 20-something of December. My big... So the reason I would lean Jackson also, there's... Like, you could make the case that in the last game... Isaiah Jackson is the backup center because rotationally it's easier with Jalen Smith getting the start, blah, blah, blah. He played 11 and a half minutes. If you wanted Jalen Smith to be the backup center, there was nothing stopping him from being the backup center in that game because he wasn't doing anything else. So I don't know, but my guess is Jackson is like, if Jalen Smith doesn't start, I think Jalen Smith is very live not to play. Agreed. I don't, if everybody's back, it would really shock me if Jalen Smith were starting. Like, I don't think they can take Neesmith out of the starting lineup any longer. Right. I think in this spot, maybe they take out Nemhard. You go with the yeah. bigger front court against Giannis and Lopez. Maybe. Maybe. Like, that's that's they what, can I also just what I was put Buddy Heald back in, which doesn't seem like what they're doing, but... Yeah. When I was guessing the starting lineup, Smith was the one that I wanted to take out. But if there's a matchup where it's not him, this is one of the teams where I could see where, like, he starts today and then he doesn't start against whoever they play next. The good news is no one's owned here. It's 14% to Halliburton. I don't think that the two of us need to explain why playing Tyrese Halliburton is interesting. Uh, 7% to Miles Turner. I don't think we need to explain why playing a center ever is interesting. Isaiah Jackson is the piece that I'm most interested in. Like, he's a better play than Tristan Thompson getting 10% ownership right now. Yeah. I mean, I think you still probably just end up like not needing him. Oh, yeah, but like if Tristan Thompson is coming in with 10% ownership right now, I would just simply rather have Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I'm assuming we don't need either of them, but we don't even know if Isaiah Jackson is the backup center. It's really tough for Indiana, but luckily I think we're not going to have to care. Yeah, and I don't even know that the news matters all that much. Like if Brown is out and Nemhard is in and starting, Nemhard's okay. It's the same thing we've been talking about with Nemhard at 5,300. If Brown and Nemhard are out, Matherin maybe starts to look interesting at 5,500. Or they go back to Heald. Yeah, and then Heald probably starts at 5,700. Yeah. Yeah, you need them both out, which Bruce Brown certainly seems to be trending the other direction. Nemhard, I believe, I think we see him sit today just because of what that injury was. But 
if that's the case and it's no Nemhard and and just Bruce Brown back, I'm guessing we're not really getting to much here. Agreed. Yeah, I think you need them both for the game for, with the 256 total. I think you need them both out for pieces other than Halliburton and Turner to be showing up. I agree. I wish I had more to say here about the game with the 256 total, but I really don't. Seems like the obvious spot to just ignore salaries, game stack it, fit what else you can around it, and enjoy your low-owned 280-point game. Yep. Schedule for the rest of the day. Man, we got a lot of shit going on. 11 a.m. So after this one, NFL strategy show. Could talk some football. 1 p.m. PGA strategy show. Golf is back. That locks tomorrow afternoon. So if you wanted to play golf, you should watch our PGA strategy show. That will be the thing you want the most. NHL strategy show at 2 p.m. That's four different sports worth of live shows by 2 p.m. today. You cannot beat that. Adam and I will be back at 5 p.m. for the deeper dive. And then you get NBA Live before lock at 6. And through all of that, we still want you to use our avatar. Go to stochastic.com slash avatar. Grab our logo. Use it at DraftKings, FanDuel, Owner's Box, Yahoo. If you finish in the top three of a contest with 5,000 or more entries, you get one month of whatever you want at Stochastic. That's a $200 value. All you have to do is tweet that result at Stochastic HOF. We want to present you to the world as well. Show that, lock you into our Hall of Fame. Link in the description if you want to do this. Make sure you read the, the terms and conditions. Oklahoma City, fresh off a big dub against the Boston Celtics. Two-point favorites in Atlanta, 247 total. This is the second-highest total game on the slate. 14% ownership coming into Josh Giddy, who was knocking down threes yesterday like that was something he does. Single digits across the board everywhere else. I, I like the matchup. Atlanta's defense is bad, but I don't love the back-to-back for OKC, particularly after you know a, a real game against Boston. Shea is already in a really crowded point guard spot at 10-5. I don't really have much here other than a little bit of Dort and a little bit of Giddy. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like a perfectly fine tournament team. It is a good matchup, like you said. The pricing is still reasonable, but just slightly more expensive than we saw yesterday. Giddy's up to 5,900. Shea's up to 10-5. 14% ownership on DraftKings coming into Giddy is the high mark. I don't have any issue with that. We saw 27 minutes again yesterday. I expect you know, 25, 26 on average from him. Uh, Shea played a little bit more than usual yesterday, played 36 and a half. I expect about 35 here. They both look fine. Chet looks fine. 32 minutes last game. I expect about 30 today. Uh, 8K center only 3% owned. Again, just a contrarian center. I would rather have Jared Allen, but I would also take eight to one odds on Chet versus Jared Allen. Um, So if you need him as a contrarian play, fine. Jalen Williams has gotten really expensive. He's up to 7,300. I think he's the only starter... Again, and this isn't a knock on him. He's very good, but he's the only starter that I don't really know how I would get to him. Agreed. I don't have a single share. I have one share of Chet, you know, some Giddy, some Dort, one share of SGA, but that's different. Um, he's just Jalen Williams is tough to get to. Jason Wallace, not going to do enough. I watched him make a corner three last night. Didn't know that lineup that I had was going to be like the lineup that it was. Yeah. I was like, okay, here we go, Jason Wallace. Good stuff. And then I think he left the floor and never played again. Yeah. He only played 17 minutes. So he, like, the one thing we did see, and you and I talked about it on the show, I didn't do anything with it from a fantasy standpoint. I wish I did. They didn't play it like it was a playoff game in the sense that they played you know, seven guys, but yeah. they did give a couple extra minutes to most of their starters. And so as a result, you got 17 and a half minutes from Wallace instead of like 20. You got 13 minutes from Kenrich Williams instead of like 16. 
Uh, Isaiah Joe played 12 instead of 15 or 16. So uh, you did get a little bit tighter rotation last night. I assume tonight's rotation goes back to normal. Right now, yeah. no ownership's coming into these backup guys. I certainly don't want them, but, you know, you probably, I would guess, get an extra couple minutes compared to last night for guys like Wallace and Williams. Or they just add two more dudes to the rotation and play 12 guys. Yeah, they could also say this is a back-to-back. We had a big game last night. We are playing our entire team today. Yep. Atlanta side is very different. There's very little ownership coming into most of this team, except for one guy. That is $6,300 Jalen Johnson, who I was hoping would just get like slept on a little bit because his minutes jumped up dramatically in these last two games. If you project him for 34 minutes, we're looking right now at arguably the best play on today's slate, at least as of right now. Yeah, getting a ton of ownership, and I think it's deserved. It's not like it's a good matchup against OKC, but it is a good price tag. Only 6,300 power forward. 31% ownership. He is only 18% to be optimal. So this is a spot where he is clearly a good play. He also is just more popular than he probably should be from a range of outcome standpoint, but that doesn't make somebody a bad play. It just means that you need to be aware of the rest of your lineup. You still can certainly be using Jalen Johnson quite a bit. I got to 13% Trey Young, which works for me. Like if he's 4% owned, I'm happy to get to these low owned guys, these point guards that are going to be at the top. Um, you seeing anything else here for Atlanta? Not really. I think it's just if you get the Trey Young in tournaments, cool. Uh, DeJounte Murray at 7,700, we do have going a bit under-owned. 3% ownership coming into Murray, 7% chance of being optimal. Perfectly fine contrarian tournament play. Um, 6% ownership coming to Capella at 6,400. Fine, but nothing that stands out to me other than Jalen Johnson. All right. Yeah, Johnson's just the dude at that price tag like 6,300 is not going to last if he plays 34 minutes again. No. Yeah. I mean, my my only concerns on him are that it is still a real price tag. He's underpriced, but there are plenty of guys around him. Like he's, he's most likely not going to be the highest scorer in his price range. And he's extremely popular. Um, And then, you know, the matchup isn't great, but clearly from a projection standpoint, he looks like one of the better plays. The Chicago Bulls are DraftKings points per minute for the season. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. The Chicago Bulls are nine and a half point dogs in New York to 18 and a half total. So that is 30 points less than the game we just talked about and 38 less than Milwaukee, Indiana, 20 less than Washington and Cleveland. You and I have had this conversation before, but it's usually pretty difficult to run that kind of thing down without wholesale pricing discrepancies. The highest owned guy on Chicago right now is 6% owned Io DeSumo. We do need to talk a little bit about Chicago, though. Uh, they are on the back-to-back. Patrick Williams got injured yesterday, left the game with the assumption that he's now playing. This is a pretty thin team, and we're still not creating value. Yeah, um, we got DeSumo in the starting lineup in the second half yesterday. He was already playing 28, 29 minutes off the bench. At 4,900, he's just not a good point-per-minute guy. Now, if Williams is out, you are potentially getting, you know, 36 minutes from the Sumu or something like that. Uh, he can just get there from a minute standpoint, but still not somebody that I would expect to get a lot of. He will look better if he's starting with Williams out, though. Um, 
also if Williams is out, like maybe, maybe you get more of Terry at 3,300. Uh, we saw a lot of him in the second half. Some of that was garbage time. Some of it wasn't. Uh, Julian Phillips played a lot in the second half. He is yeah. 3K flat. I think if Williams is out and you want to roll the dice on one of these backup guys and just hope that you land on somebody that plays 22, 24 minutes and produces, then fine. Uh, Terry would be my first one at 3,300, but I don't think it opens up. If he's out, I don't think it opens up a clear priority. I think it just makes it more reasonable to be playing any of like the Sunmu, Terry, Javon Carter. I can see that we projected Patrick Williams in. I didn't. So when I ran everything, I still didn't get Chicago. So that really lets me know that like there's not a lot here. But if we're going to be saying that there's ownership coming into Sam Merrill uh, in this situation, Dale and Terry is not different than Sam Merrill. Uh, Julian Phillips is not different than Sam Merrill in the grand scheme of things. But we'll see what that ends up with, other than uh, a game with a 20 point lower total. Yeah. Omar hit us with the super chat. Uh, thumbs down to you, Omar. I am not happy for you. He said, took down the main last night. Wanted to say thanks for all the content, especially the process. Adam will love that both times I won, Josh was top 10. I, I would try and like link yourself to somebody else because if you're only going to win when Josh is top 10, you're really cutting down the number of days you can win. I think he's just happy that he beat me in both times that I had the opportunity to do so. That that does make me happy. Yeah. So congrats. Omar, Paolo and Duarte are the heroes. Yeah, I needed uh, Franz Wagner to be the hero and Paolo to have the shits or something. <laughs> oh, well, what are you going to do? For real, though, congrats. But yeah, I uh, I saw that one this morning, too. For the Knicks, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Lots of ownership coming in here. 26% to the newly minted Nick OG Ananobi. Around 10% to DiVincenzo, Hartenstein, Precious Achua, and Quentin Grimes. I don't want to do this. And Randall, I guess. Let's start with the easy one. I think OG Ananobi looks great. Yeah, agreed. Uh, played 35 minutes last game. Did not close, so I think you can look he at that. Out. Yeah, so I was going to say there, there's just more minutes there. Um, yeah, I didn't know that he fouled out. When I looked at it, I was like, wow, they didn't close with him? <laughs> yeah, so my, my, my first thought was... Obviously, like you would have preferred to see him close, but like I still think he's going to predominantly close anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, fouling out obviously is the answer. Um, played the entire second quarter plus a little bit of the end of the first. Played the was going to play the entire fourth quarter. He is going to play huge minutes on this team. That was absolutely to be expected. And yeah, he looks good. Fifty six hundred small forward, power forward, twenty six percent ownership, twenty one percent chance of being optimal. He's not the most exciting fantasy guy, but he's not bad. He's 0.85, I think, uh, somewhere between 0.8 and 0.9 fantasy points per minute. Playing massive minutes for Tibbs now. Uh, looks great. I don't really have any... I I, I think I probably... or I'll, I'll be interested to see, but in my head at least, I think it's easier to get away from Jalen Johnson than it is OG. I agree. We I do have him also Ananobi right now, and I could go more than that. I went 35 minutes. I think by the end of today, that could be 36. I think it should be 36. I think yeah. you could go 37. I agree. I agree. The rest of this shit, though. Um, Quentin Grimes playing the role of Sam Merrill here. I got 20%, and that was because I made it go sm- lower than that. I haven't projected for 12 and a half fantasy points. 
it's just a testament of what today looks like. Similar story for Precious Achua. Do you have any Grimes or Achua thoughts? Uh, basically what you just said. Like, I don't want them. They're cheap. They're going to show up at this time of day. Um, Achua is 3,600. Does have power forward eligibility, which is nice. Uh, played eight and a half minutes last game. Like, I don't. Quentin Grimes only played 18. Quentin Grimes doesn't do a whole lot when he's on the floor. I don't really expect to get either of these guys by lock. Hope I don't. Happy to get to any DiVincenzo. He's 12% owned. Happy to get to any Randall or Brunson. That's fine. I went 33 minutes to Hartenstein, $5,900 center. Happy to get him as well. Yeah, um, no problem with that. Playing time's still been there. 9% ownership. I don't think the price tag is great, but pretty much just correctly priced. I don't have a problem with it. DiVincenzo, 5,100, shooting guard, small forward, 12% ownership. I don't have much of an issue with that either. Uh, Do keep in mind, if you're looking just at last game, he played 25 and a half minutes. He directly subbed in for OG when he fouled out. Otherwise, you were still likely getting that same three three stint rotation from DiVincenzo. So I would be cautious with him. And then I find Josh Hart to be pretty difficult to get to today. Yeah, I expect him to be in the closing lineup a good percentage of the time. But yeah. at 5,400, 27, 28 minutes of Hart still only goes so far. The Brooklyn Nets are six and a half point underdogs in Houston, 222 total. We don't know anything for Brooklyn. They played yesterday for Houston. Tari Eason is questionable. We still have no Dylan Brooks. Single digit ownership coming to the Nets right now. It's 6% ownership to Mikel Bridges as the high mark. I do see Mikel Bridges as the best option. I got 3%. That's the most I have of someone from Brooklyn. I don't anticipate being here against a top 10 defense and a 222 total. Yeah, a pretty tough spot to get to. Slow team. Um, good defense, like you said. Mikel Bridge is my highest owned guy right now. If the slate started right now at 7%. Uh, never upset when he's my highest owned guy. He obviously was terrible yesterday, but 7,200 still a reasonable price tag. He's getting 6% ownership, so I'm right around that. Finney Smith, 4%, my next highest owned guy. I have at least a lineup right now with Bridges, with Bridges, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie, Claxton, and Sharp. Uh, obviously not all together, but I don't have any yeah. of them more than the 7% Bridges. Oh, you're running a five-man Nets yeah. onslaught tonight? That's yeah, so I bold. think that they're a really bad team to get to, but if you can just play them all in the same lineup, maybe they'll score 200 points. The Houston side of this one looks a little bit uh, a little bit better, but not really. 6% ownership to Alper and Shingun is the highest-owned dude from Houston. I have 5% of Tate, 5% of Van Vliet. We know that Tari Eason is locked into a minutes limit. He is questionable as well. I just don't like I'll happily take any starter from Houston, but I don't have much here. Yeah, I don't have a lot. Van Vliet's the high guy for me right now. I have 9% field at four. I've said it a lot lately at this $8,100 price tag. Uh, he's not the best point per minute guy. You can obviously find higher upside guards from that standpoint, but he just plays so many minutes that at low ownership at this price tag, I'm never upset when he is someone that shows up above the field for me. So I don't have any issues with that. I also don't think he like stands out. If by lock yeah. I have 4%, I'm a, I won't be surprised there either. But um, as a contrarian play, I think he makes some sense. I have 8% Jay Sean Tate. That's just kind of, you know, is what it is. 4,500 shooting guard, small forward. We don't have a lot of value right now. I don't mind that. It could easily disappear by lock. Other than that, I don't have much of anything. 3% Thompson, 2% Jalen Green, 1% apiece on Easton and Shengun. Just this Bulls-Knicks game and Nets-Houston with a 220-ish total. It's really, really hard to run that down. Yep. What's really not hard? Signing up at better and getting an up to $500 
deposit match bonus. It's the best one you'll find in the industry. If you're playing on the Pick'em sites and you haven't signed up at Better yet, you're making a mistake. You need to click the link in the description or the one that pops up in chat. Again, they'll match your deposit up to $500. That's an incredible deposit match bonus. It will really set you up to have a really substantial bankroll. If you find out you don't want to play there, then feel free to take it out and go somewhere else. But you should play through that bonus and try to get yourself that extra 500 bucks. You could also get 100x payouts if you get eight picks right. That is certainly going to be uh, helpful for building up a bankroll. They'll have NBA, NFL, baseball, hockey, and more. You got to be 21 or over. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. Loyalty Chisel wants to know why Cam Thomas fell off because he's not good. Yeah, so did he fall off? No, they just stopped playing I mean, the guy from, that from they shouldn't be playing. Standpoint, he got benched and like he wasn't closing anyway. Now you at least don't have the temptation to play him. Yeah, it doesn't help when you're not very good and one of the worst defensive players in basketball. Uh, Pat Connaughton now questionable. That could start to get a little weirder if yeah. we lose him and Middleton. I really don't want a Beauchamp game. No. Or any Likewise. variation of other, an Andre Jackson pick, game or. Pick whoever you want from the Bucks. They're all the same sort of unappealing yeah. dude. I mean, if they're, if they're both out, Portis maybe starts playing more. Yeah. That one I won't mind. Yeah. I thought that I was going to have a ton of this next spot and it's not happening, but I still want to. Toronto Raptors, one and a half point dogs in Memphis, 232 total. 10% ownership coming into Yaka Pirtle, 10% to Scotty Barnes, two to Emmanuel quickly. I want to start in the first spot. How many minutes do you want to project Yaka Pirtle for today? Because I think this one could be up in the air. I So two games ago, right after the trade, I went to 27 minutes on that slate. That's what he had played without a Chua this year. I should have gone higher just because they were, you know, I, I didn't know how many guys they were going to play, and they ended up playing one less than I had expected. So you got a ton of minutes from Pirtle. Last game, they had their guys active, and Pirtle still played 37. I obviously don't think you go 37, yeah. but I am pretty quickly getting away from my assumption that he's going to stay around 27, 28 minutes. I think getting 30, 31 starting to make sense. I went 30, and I think you could talk me to 32. Agreed. But I'm only getting 7% right there. The next, I'm getting 22. And like, I don't have too much to say about Jakob Pertl. Like He's Jakob Pertl. However many minutes you think he's going to play, he's going to score a little over a fantasy point per minute when he does that. If you think it's a lot of minutes, he looks better. If you don't, he doesn't. Like yeah. In 30 minutes, I have 22% right now. Okay. Yeah, I, I went 30 and I only have 7, which is kind of frustrating. Here's the next one. How many minutes would you like to project Emmanuel quickly for? Yeah. Um, so he I went 32, 20- and I'm still not getting him. He played 28 last game, but he was in foul trouble. He somehow picked up four fouls in the first half. So he yeah. missed five and a half minutes to end the first half. Um, he played a short four-minute stint to open the third quarter. That wasn't foul-related. But then he played the entire fourth quarter. I think 32 minutes is very is where I will end up going. Um, yeah. I don't know how you go lower than that. Like If yeah. you look at that rotation, he lost... If you want to say that he like maybe he doesn't play every single minute to close out that second quarter, fine. If you still add four more, that's thirty-two. Right, and you also like the the maybe he doesn't play the entire second quarter 
thing is kind of also accounted for by the weird stint to open the third. Like his, I'm pretty sure his normal stint to open halves is not going to be four minutes and 55 seconds. So no, um, I figured they were just like a little nervous and we're like, all right, you got a good run in here. We didn't pick one up. Let's just put it on ice. Um, Yeah. So I'm not getting to him right now, but my projection on him right now is lower than it's going to be by lock. Uh, That's with like a 29 or 30 minute projection. We're at 28 right now. Um, I'm going to end up with him at 32 minutes and, That'll obviously make him look better than he does for me right now, where I only have 2%. Uh, 6400 though, that salary did jump $1,400. And it's a situation where you don't want to look at that and just immediately say, oh, you can't play him. The price came up because he was clearly underpriced on DraftKings at 5K. Now he is in the range where it's like, yeah, there's probably a little bit of value here. But until we know for sure how many minutes he's playing, uh, it's probably the correct price then. I thought I was just going to get a ton of him and Pirtle because I was like, no one else is going to have these projections. I know no one's going to be going aggressive to these minutes. Yeah. And then I ran it and I was like, oh, that's the one thing that I wanted to happen here isn't happening for me yet. So yeah, I assume. So like if I had run this with what I actually think quickly is going to play or how I'm going to have him projected, I would have had him around like 30, 31 DraftKings points. I'd have probably gotten a decent amount. Yeah, I got him at 30.8. It's just I only got 4%. I'd like it to show up more. I, I think that I'm out in front of something here and I don't know how much it's going to matter. I got 10% of Siakam at 8,200. I've got 5% of Barnes at 9K. He also feels pretty difficult to get to even at 10% ownership, but I'm happy to get most of the pieces for Toronto here. Yeah, Barrett's actually showing up for me quite a bit. Uh, shooting guard, small forward, 6,300, 3% projected ownership. I have 15%. I don't love it. It's RJ Barrett, but... Shooting guard, small forward, same price as Jalen Johnson. Uh, For the record, I have like 13% Jalen Johnson right now. So I am a lot closer to Jalen Johnson's optimal percentage than his ownership, which opens up more of guys like R.J. Barrett. Obviously, I would rather have Jalen Johnson at this price than R.J. Barrett, but you're giving me a 10 to 1 ownership discount. I will mix in some R.J. Barrett. Um. That's You're not going to anybody else here, though. Like If you're not starting, I don't think you can go to Schroeder or Trent. In theory, Boucher is mildly interesting. If he's the backup center, 3,700 power forward center, if something happens to Yaka Pirtle, maybe it's him. They, you know, they went to two minutes worth of Thad Young, and that was about it. So, yeah, we got a little bit of Yakum at center, too. Yeah. Like, if Tristan Thompson can be 10% owned, you know, like Boucher is in that same roll the dice thing, especially having the power forward eligibility, but. It's yeah. not exciting. The thing that the thing that I don't like about Boucher compared to somebody like Tristan Thompson, uh, not that Tristan Thompson is guaranteed to play a ton of minutes if Allen gets in foul trouble. If Pirtle gets in foul trouble, my expectation is that, yeah, Boucher probably picks up a couple extra minutes, but that Pascal Siakam is just playing more at the five and you're getting more of some combination of Trent Schroeder. And you're probably getting a rotation from Thad Young or something right. now too. Right. Yeah, Keep your eye on that quickly in Pirtle minutes because I think that is a big discussion point. Memphis Grizzlies on the opposite end. 34% ownership coming into our boy Bismack Biombo, still at 3,800. Got the minutes and then some. Uh, got out of the gates like gangbusters and then whimpered in the second half to cost me probably $100,000. Uh, and your boy, then Aldama, stepping up and having a hell of a game, 16% owned. They're the only two guys getting any ownership here for Memphis. Uh, I have 36% Aldama, 27% Bismack Biombo. So I assume Tillman starts. Yeah, I have 32% Biombo, so right around the field on him. 15% Aldama, so right around the field on him. Um, ended up with less of him yesterday than I had at any point during the day up until lock, so that was a lot of fun. Didn't make me mad at all. Um, but yeah, those are my two highest owned guys from Memphis. I am getting to 11% Jaron Jackson. I think he's another one where not the same price as Jalen Johnson, 
but he's basically a 2v2, an easy 2v2 away from Jalen Johnson. Right now, only projected for 2% ownership. I have 11% of him. No issues there. Small amounts of Marcus Smart, John Morant. Um, but Biombo and Aldama look like the two I'm most likely to get to right now. How many minutes are you willing to project Biombo for today after our discussions from yesterday? We went 28. Yeah, I'll go 24. Probably. I went 24 as well. If you go 28 to Biombo, he's in every single lineup you make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went 24. I was, But like 28's on the table. Yeah, 28 is playable. The, the problem, the reason that I wouldn't want to go there is, one, we've seen just the rotational volatility in general, but it's very unlikely he's closing games. Yeah, it's so easy for them to bring in Santi Aldama and move Jaron Jackson to the five where they are clearly a better basketball team. And it doesn't have to be. The, the thing is, too, it doesn't have to be Aldama. They yeah. can bring in Kennard. They can bring in Aldama. They can bring yeah. in Vince Williams. Like the, and but those like guys, Jaren, those bench guys might look a little bit better today. This is a back-to-back. I don't expect to see Derrick Rose. We had we didn't see Luke Kennard for a long time this year. It's possible we don't see Luke Kennard on the back-to-back. Jaw did pick up a knee injury at some point in time during the game. Maybe they sit him. So it's possible those guys work their way into being even better plays. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, the jaw one's big. He was... I he came back he was and played the entire fourth quarter, so I assume he's good. He was definitely fine yesterday. Like, it happened before yeah. halftime. He banged his knee on the court, uh, hobbled to the locker room, came back, he was fine. Um, I assume he's playing today, unless they just decide to be cautious, but that obviously would have a huge impact. I assume Rose isn't playing. Like you said, Kennard may or may not. But regarding Biombo, the reason, again, that I just want to be cautious with his minutes projection is that Jaron Jackson at center in the closing lineup is should be the clear assumption. And then it's just a matter of, you know, who, which of those bench guys is subbing in. No team wants to close with Bismack Biombo. No. Unless they're trying to tank. Yeah, Especially when you have Jaron Jackson as an option. Right. That said, uh, play a lot of Bismack Biombo today. Fantastic option. <laughs> Weird to say both of those things in the same sentence. New Orleans Pelicans, seven point underdogs in Minnesota, 224 total. The ownership on New Orleans on the back-to-back. 1% to Ingram, 1% to McCollum, 1% to Zion. Uh, whether or not Trey Murphy is in here today, I don't think we're going to be getting a lot of the Pels. Yeah, I have 1% Ingram right now. If Murphy is out, it does generally mean a couple more minutes for Alvarado, a couple more minutes for Marshall. Um, the field relatively aggressively went to Marshall yesterday. He ended up being terrible. They did not go to Alvarado. He ended up being good for his salary uh he's still 3900 i want to add one in for one more guy herb jones uh yeah, yeah. I, I took a look at it earlier today uh the 150 maxers got to herb jones in a pretty big way in comparison to the rest of the field and i think that was probably a lot of swapping late and getting off of trey murphy and getting to more herb jones so which think about that if it happens which i don't think is actually necessarily right but um i like I think if you wanted the, the normal projection for Herb Jones should be like 29 minutes. I think if Murphy is out 30 is probably like the right projection. Yeah. I don't think Jones is locked into a ton more minutes. If Murphy is out, I think that Alvarado plays more. I think Marshall plays more. Obviously yeah. Jones could play more, um, but I also, I actually yesterday went an extra minute for McCollum and for Ingram when Murphy got ruled out as well. Yeah. I think it's just one of those situations where the position and the price works. The slate was small enough that one yeah. minute actually mattered a lot for late swaps. Yeah. Yeah. Like I thought Jones was fine. He was one of my bigger fades yesterday. Um, when, when I saw his ownership, I was very happy with how little I had. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have much either, but ultimately I think the, the easiest thing to say here is we will not have a lot of the new Orleans Pelicans barring wholesale changes to their rotation. Yeah. Um, and as far as the center rotation goes, saw more of the same, obviously the second half 
you can't read too much into it because they didn't need to play the fourth quarter. But first half, Joe Val played 11 to 12 minutes. Nance played every minute Joe Val didn't play. Nance played the final two minutes of the half. Pretty much the same split we've been seeing. The Minnesota side has 12% ownership coming into Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Add him to the Sam Merrill list of guys that you are praying you don't have to even talk about later today. Single digits to everybody else. I've got like an oddly large stand on Jaden McDaniels right now, but I'll take any one of the main starters for Minnesota, including point guard, shooting guard, Anthony Edwards, a position that is not correct. Yeah, um, Alexander Walker is the one I'm getting right now. Like you said, probably just goes away. But shooting guard, small forward, 3,500 on a slate with limited value. I'm getting 19%. That's yep. pretty much just a placeholder at this point, I think. Jaden McDaniel showing up 11% for me. 4,700, small forward, 6% owned. No issue being a little bit over the field on him. Just hoping for the best. Hoping you get one of those 35-minute games from him. Uh, nobody else in double digits for me. Gobert, 9%. Conley, 7 Towns, 6 2% or less of Reed Anderson and Edwards. So I am getting to pretty much every player on the Timberwolves. I'm just not getting to a lot of anything outside of right now in the heel Alexander Walker. And that probably goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I have 8% towns, which I think looks pretty good at 7,800, 7% Conley, 9% Edwards, which I don't mind. Uh, hopefully they can get him the correct positionality and get him that small forward instead of the point guard. And really yeah. I mean, at least we've gotten correct. off of him only playing one position. Yeah. They, now he's playing one he doesn't play. Yeah, he went 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 the wrong way. But like right. what Portland what, what position okay. do they think Mike Conley starts at? Uh what, what's what the zero? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Portland Trailblazers, eleven point underdogs in Dallas. When I first started breaking this down on the process, I was ready to just go find the bleach in the laundry room and pack it in. I, I thought we were ripe for like the worst of the worst days. No DeAndre Ayton. Q tag on Moses Brown. Q tag on Tumani Kamara. Q tag on Dwap Reith. Q tag on Anthony, on Anthony Simons. I was like, oh God, here we go. I'm trying to figure out like, well, who starts? Oh my God, we're going to have to play Reith. Reith is 4,700 today. I think we're safe no matter what's really happening in that regard. Jabari Walker's 5,400 now. Like, Reith at 22 minutes is still just like, okay, he's in the center list. Why is Reith at 22 minutes? Why wouldn't he be in 22 minutes if he's playing? Because DeAndre Ayton's out? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't he be higher than 22 minutes? We still have Moses Brown. We still have Jabari Walker. Like, all these guys still exist. I have no idea who's playing for this team right now in the front court with all these Q tags. He's He was playing 30-plus in this spot before he got hurt. So, I dug into this. And like, not saying you project him there, but right, yeah, yeah. He played 32 on the 26. That was no Aiton, no Shaden Sharp. I don't know what they do if everybody is in except for Aiton. That's where I think it starts to get weird because you have to give Simons the minutes, you have to give Sharp the minutes, Brogdon the minutes. Uh, Scoot, I think, is going to continue to play those minutes. We start moving these guys further and further to the right of the positional spectrum, yeah. And now that they're playing Jabari Walker enough. I'm nervous about how high you can go to Reith. If Moses Brown is still in, we still have Ibu Baji out there complicating matters. Like I'd have no confidence giving Reith a lot of minutes unless they named him the starter. Yeah, I think Sharp, yeah, Sharp's a good point because even though he's obviously not a center, putting him in makes it easier to play Jabari Walker center minutes and turn this into a three-man center rotation where it is something like 12 minutes to Brown, 22, 24 to Reith, the rest to Walker yeah. with Walker also playing at the four. 
Yeah, that's so that's what I did. And even then, like with everybody in, I couldn't even get a lot of what minutes for Jabari Walker. I only went 14, which feels weird. If people start, if we start dropping people, then then it'll start to look a little different. They're, they have so many Q tags. I don't know how you talk about this team right now, other than if everybody's in, they don't look good. Agreed. Uh, right now with the questionable guys projected in, we have Jeremy Grant, 7,300, getting the most ownership at 4.5%. I have 4%. I have 1% Simons, and that is all that I have right now from the Blazers. Yeah. Now, this could change dramatically by the end of this in multiple different directions. But I have no idea what to do here. We'll figure it out. I don't mind playing. Like, I'd love to see Reith just start and you play him. He Like, he's been productive in the times that he's been out there, but I don't know what else to do. I'd rather we go to Dallas. have a 50% owned Reith. I mean, I guess we're getting the Biombo slate, so may as well just yeah. make it some Reith. Yeah, by 8.32, there's only three games. Like, you're not going to be able to get to a lot of them, even if that swap is happening between 8 and 8.30. 15% ownership to an 11-5 Luka. Uh, tough to get to on FanDuel where he's 12-6. 10% ownership to Derek Lively. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Grant Williams at this point. This dude doesn't play as much as you would expect. Dante Exum is questionable. I'm getting to a little bit of Luka and a little bit of Derek Lively. I don't have much else here. I'm willing to take shots on Kyrie. Yeah, I have 6% Kyrie right now. I have no issue with that at 2% owned. Luca's my high, my highest on guy from Dallas. I have 12%. Fields at 15. We just don't have a lot of value today. And, you know, obviously we're getting to some right now. Alexander Walker, Merrill, you know, whoever it may be. Um, that's still only getting me to around 12% Luca. I'll take what, whatever I can get. It's a good enough spot. Um, Luca's obviously great. Salary has come down a little bit with, or has come down a bit with Kyrie being back. So clearly whatever Luca you can get looks good. 5,500 lively getting 10% ownership. I'm only getting 1% right now. I think that may come up for me as the day goes on. I generally project him a little bit higher than the industry in general does. Uh, right now, have him around 29 minutes. I usually go to like 30, but um, he looks fine. And I think those should be the two that are getting the most ownership. Again, Kyrie, 8,300, 2% owned. I don't mind using him as a contrarian play here or there. Final two games of the night, 9 p.m. tip-offs. Don't forget, guys, hit that like button and get ready for NFL Strategy Show coming up next. Again, DraftKings dropped the two 10 o'clock games, as did FanDuel. This one, it's not what I want them to do. I don't care too much since it's a 10-gamer. You about in the same... Like, are you, like, indifferent to this one? Yeah, I, I don't care about this one. Yeah, like, like I still would prefer the games be there because I just like having more choices. I find it more enjoyable to like be able to just roster more, like yeah. have more choices of players to play. Um, but yeah, as far as like the slate size and all that, I don't care. Yeah, if we're gonna drop twelve to ten, I'm generally going to be cool with it. Yeah, I mean, if we so, if we could find a way to make every slate eight to ten games, like I won't come, I won't have many complaints. Clippers are three-point favorites in Phoenix, 233 total. Um, for the Clippers, I can't. Oh, yeah, they're, they have nobody on the injury report. So Kawhi's back. He's 6% owned. I don't think there's a single priority here on this Clippers team. If you get Kawhi or Paul George or James Harden, uh, just smile and be happy about it. Yeah, 12% Kawhi is the high mark for me. Uh, 6% Powell, 3% George. Not getting too much here, but clearly we know 
the main pieces on the Clippers are good. They give you high ceilings. If you get to them as low on plays, great. Uh, but yeah, two X the field on Kawhi is my biggest stand on this team. Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't really have anything to add. Mason Plumlee's back. So that complicates the center rotation a little bit. Like, yeah, you never know what they're going to do at that level, but shout out Kawhi. Yeah. And, and to clarify in case anyone from DraftKings is listening, when I said, I won't complain about eight to 10 game slates. I meant organic eight game slates. Please do not just start chopping everything to eight. The Phoenix side has a missing Kevin Durant today. 14% ownership coming into $6,900 Bradley Beal. Nine to Chimetsi Metu. Eight to Kata Bates Diop at the flat 3K. Only four to Devin Booker. I have 26 and I am more than okay with taking a giant. This, this basically, he's just Steph for me yesterday. If he's 4% owned, I will take Devin Booker in excess if Kevin Durant is not around. Yeah, I like it. I have 13% right now, so I'm like 3x the field. Basically the same price tag as Donovan Mitchell, so that's why you're seeing the low ownership, I think. But I still got like 32 or 35% Mitchell. I was right around the field. Yeah, I have Mitchell. them both. Yeah, and I'm over on Booker. I have no issue with that. It is probably why I'm not getting more Luka than I am. Yeah. But also, like, I'm right around the field on Luka. It's not like I'm aggressively under the field there. So I'm happy getting the Booker. Um, hope that holds. Beal, 14% ownership at 6,900. I'm right around that at 17%. I have 7% Metu, who's projected for 9% ownership. I have 4% Nurk, who's projected for 4% ownership. So the only real stand I'm taking on this team right now is that I am over the field on Booker, and I'm not getting to Keta Bates-Diop's 8% ownership. You're not getting to Bull Bull? I am also not getting to Bull Bull. Bull Bull in play. Yeah. Which is... That's a, that's a sentence we're saying right now. Yeah. Uh, Nas Little DNP, or last game. Four yeah. Bowl bowl. Fair enough. I think on the night slate, I had 20% Nas, so that went well. Metu looking like he's mostly the backup center here, so power forward center, 5,100, plus starting at the four, if we get the same starting lineup. Looks yep. totally reasonable. And I assume but, we'll get the same starting lineup because they won by 21 points. Yeah. So Get yourself some Booker, guys. Get yourself some Booker. Final game, nine-point underdog Detroit Pistons in Utah, 239 total, taking on the Jazz. 10 to 15% ownership coming into Kevin Knox, Jalen Dern, Cade Cunningham, Boyan Bogdanovich, and Alec Burks. I have a very scattered amount of most of these guys, somewhere in that like 5% range for a bunch of them. No real standouts to me here. I have six guys in at least 10% of my lineups from this team. And Holy shit. Then two more guys. Um that's not like far off from the field though. Cade's getting 9% ownership. I have 11. Yeah. Duran's getting 10% ownership. I have 11. Bogdanovich is getting 16%. I have 19. Ivy's getting 7. I have 10. Burks is getting 13. I have 18. Knox is getting 8. I have 14. Those are the six that I have. It's not like I'm jamming anything that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I'm obviously not overly confident in most of these guys, but it is a good matchup. It is reasonable pricing across the board. I'm pretty happy that it, it you know works out that way. I'm getting the 3% of Sar Thompson, 1% livers. Those yeah. probably just kind of fall off. But uh, the main six guys, Cunningham, Duran, Bogdanovich, Ivy, Burks, Knox, all look like good enough values for me. Yeah, like I have six of those guys. I'm just, I'm a little bit lighter than that, but still getting them to pop up. Look, a matchup against Utah is really good. So I'm not shocked that it's happening. Uh, we got the triple-double for Jordan Clarkson off the bench for the first time in like 20 years or something like that. Uh, not for a bench guy, but for Jordan Clarkson. Uh, for, 16% ownership is coming into Clarkson. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, for the uh, yeah for the Jazz. Yeah, uh, I don't 16%. think Jordan Clarkson was posting triple doubles twenty years ago. No, you know what I meant. Sixteen uh, percent ownership coming into Clarkson. Uh, there's a chase for you. Fourteen percent ownership coming into Walker Kessler. I have twenty percent Colin Sexton right now. I'll just take Colin Sexton over Clarkson if they're going to be three to one in ownership. Yeah, I mean, I have twelve percent Clarkson, five percent Sexton. Uh, we got twenty-seven and a half, twenty-eight minutes from Clarkson. Looked like he was going to close. But then Sexton did sub back in. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that Sexton's minutes are... Is, is Sexton not just like straight up the better play? I mean, the dude played 19 minutes last game. That's fair. I think that happens when you've got Jordan Clarkson running for a triple-double, though. So the real issue is that him and Clarkson did not share the floor. Yeah. Like, this could yeah. easily now be 24-24. Yeah. Do you think Sexton, like... Like it's such a weird rotation for Sexton. Like, yeah, especially because he's been playing well overall this year and had been holding off Clarkson. Uh, in the previous game, Sexton played twenty six, Clarkson played twenty five. Like, I don't. I'm not going to project it for only forty eight minutes, but I think doing something like twenty six twenty six or twenty six twenty five makes sense. And Clarkson is a little bit cheaper. Uh. Yeah, like, if you're projecting Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson, for, would you say the same minutes? I'll probably go, like, one minute higher on Sexton, but yeah. Like, then Sexton is a better play than Jordan Clarkson. We're talking about basically the same per minute rate, guys. If not, I would lean Sexton, and he's got extra eligibility. Yeah, I mean, right now I have Clarkson by a point and a half. Not saying that's where I'm going to end up. That's just what I have okay. right now, and that's why I have 12% Clarkson and 5% Sexton. That's with um, an extra minute for Clarkson, which I'm not going to end up doing. Okay. What else do you like here for the Jazz? Uh, Markin is showing up the most for me, 13% of the time. He's 5% owned, 8,100, small forward, power forward. Uh, again, not the same price tier exactly, but another low-owned, relatively high upside forward that isn't named Jalen Johnson that I'm getting over the field on. I have no issues with that. Kessler showing up 12% for me. 5,400 is a pretty good price tag there. Only getting 14% ownership. Uh, came off the bench, played 23 minutes two games ago. Started, or sorry, came off the bench last game, played uh, 26 and a half minutes. I think generally you're getting around 25 minutes or so from him at 5,400. That makes him look decent. So him and Markin are the two I'm getting the most. Uh, also getting 12% Clarkson. Keontae George showed up 10% of the time. Field has him at 7%. $5,700 point guard. Still coming off the bench, but did play 29 minutes last game. This guard rotation is just really, really messy, but they're all cheap enough that I think they're playable. Fun slate. 10 games ahead of us. I'm excited for it. You've got just an article today? And a video. Just a video? Both. Both? Oh, yeah. Today's Wednesday, not Thursday. You got thought about the NFL show coming up next. Yeah, I was like, do we have an NFL game? So... Check out Adam's content. Check out Contenders and Prize Picks. NFL Strategy Show coming up next. Shout out to Better. We'll talk to you later. Peace.